Chairs No Waiting, episode number 766, Mayberry Christmas to All, 2023. Two Chairs No Waiting is brought to you each week by the fine folks over at Weaver's Department Store. Head over to Weaver's and you've still got time to head over there and pick up a gift certificate. That's right, you can get a gift certificate from Weaver's and it'll get delivered because it's emailed in time for Christmas. So head over there to Weaver's and check it out. Or maybe check out Weaver's after Christmas if you're hearing it then to see what you might want to pick up that you didn't get. So head over to weaversdepartmentstore.com. Two Chairs No Waiting is also brought to you by donations from listeners like you. The executive producer of episode number 766 is Rebecca Spears. The high sheriff of Mayberry is Chris Merrill. And the Patreon patrons of the week is Billy Lennox. Uh, Thanks you to all of those fine folks for supporting what I do here on Two Chairs No Waiting. And thank you for being here with us. This, guys, is Mayberry Week. This is Mayberry Christmas Week right here in Mayberry. So I am so glad to be here with you just to spend a little bit of time just enjoying some traditions that we've had here uh, on our podcast. Uh, it's, it, it's something we've done, I guess, ever since I started uh, even though the Andy Griffith Show only had one episode that was ever centered around a holiday, and of course it was Christmas, uh, you know, we've watched that same episode over and over for years. Uh, watching Ben Weaver, he tries to get himself arrested. Uh, man, it just always tugs at the heart, your heartstrings there as he does that. And what a great time. So each year we try to bring back a little bit of that warm feeling as we go through some of the memories that Mayberry have given us over time. And we've drawn those in to be in a Christmas time uh, event. And I hope you're really going to enjoy it. So we're bringing in all kinds of stuff tonight, guys. We're going to be hearing from folks all the way from Dodge City, uh, as Festus Hagen, he's going to be here with us telling us the story about Santa Claus that he tells. And we got uh, the Fife Before Christmas. We're going to be hearing from my friend Rick Roberts, who played Barney in the Mayberry Man movie and in the Mayberry Man series. We've got a favorite we're going to hear that's from Charlie Monk called Andy and Opie Christmas. And we won't even come back at the end of the episode. It's going to be just straight music and fun and smiles uh, throughout the whole episode. And then we end up with Miss Eleanor Donahue singing uh, Away in a Manger. That's how we will wrap up the show. And I hope you're going to really enjoy that. I encourage you, if you would like, to watch the video version of this podcast. These are all videos that you're, we're actually going to be hearing, so you'll be able to see them. You don't have to, but some of the things uh, you won't see, it'll just be music in times because some of these things are Christmas cards that I have created over the years. And if you go to our show notes for this episode, you can go and watch the Ghosts of Christmas Past and see not only past Christmas uh, cards that I've sent out online. They're all video versions pretty much, but you can also see this year's as well, which we're just about to watch. So this is uh, our Mayberry Christmas card from me to you, and I'll be back after this is over, but there are pictures and things. I'll, I may try to talk a little bit during it uh, to let you know what's being seen, but until then, uh, I think we are ready to go. So let's go and check out the 2023 Christmas card from my wife and myself to you. So here we go. 
Johnny Paul. Briscoe Darling might be the real Santa Claus. Got time to breathe, got time for Christmas. Let the stockings hang free and have a Merry Christmas. More power to you. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and yours. If you'd like to see some photos from our year, stick around after the credits. Have a Mayberry Christmas. has been another year full of fun for Jan and Alan. And here are a few of the highlights. Alan traveled out to California. He got to see some great folks out there, including Margaret Carey and Clint Howard and Greg Shell and even Kit McNear, Floyd's actual son. We headed over to Mayberry Lucy Day in Granville, Tennessee. Had a wonderful time visiting this town and sharing some Mayberry spirit. Tribute artists abounded at the event. Then we headed down to Scottsburg, Indiana, for Mayberry Comes to Scottsburg. And what a great time that was as well. Smiles, laughs, joy. Margaret Carey was there with us, as was Dennis Rush, Ronnie Shell, Karen Knotts, and Dixie Griffith and Randy Turner was there with us. Dick Atkins was there and Rodney Dillard and the whole Dillard band. What a great event it was. What a great year it has been. Then we headed over to the Mayberry Meetup in Mount Airy, North Carolina to visit with some of you, the Two Chairs No Waiting podcast listeners. They even had an amateur tribute artist contest and a pickle eating contest and told stories. We were visited here in Two Chairs headquarters and then we headed over to Mayberry Days for just all the amazing things that happened there. We gathered during Mayberry Days with folks from the online chapters. Then we headed on the Mayberry Cruise on the Carnival Sunshine. That's right, Joy Ellison went with us, a special guest. And of course, Dixie was along as well, and her partner, Fun Girl, plus a whole bunch of other tribute artists. And Baraka Valley, the bluegrass band. And I found a spider down there. I didn't want to get down there with those spiders. Floyd showed up in black and white makeup. Yes, it was makeup. It was not Photoshop. It's real. I looked like that in person. Earlier in the year, Jan and I had traveled on the Majestic Princess to Alaska. It's not really Mayberry related, but... We did have baked Alaska on that trip. And we saw whales, too.
Here's hoping we have adventures together in the coming year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Alan and Jan to all of our friends and family. All right, so that was our Mayberry Christmas card this year. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Now, again, if you didn't watch the video, I was trying to kind of give you a story of what was going on, but you actually got to see pictures and moving moving images of stuff like that. So I hope you enjoyed it. So now we're going to get into the real heart of this podcast where we actually get to see all these wonderful people. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, uh, from Christmas cards I've done in the past, we're going to hear, like I said, from Barney Fife, uh, uh, Fife before Christmas. Uh, we're going to hear a Mayberry Christmas. We're going to hear all kinds of stuff, folks. Uh, and I won't be back to talk to you. All this stuff is self-explanatory, and I think you will enjoy it. But I want to say to you before we leave, thank you for everything you've done for me throughout this entire year. Being here in the podcast, listening to me, watching me on the YouTube videos, Whatever you've done to help support me, I appreciate it, and I thank you so much. And God bless you this Mayberry Christmas season as we move forward. Folks, have a great Christmas and a happy new year. We'll see you next week. But now, on with the show. As we finish up with Away in the Manger at the end, you'll know it's over. (laughs) So have a great time, guys. So here we go. You know Andy, and Opie, and Ellie, and Aunt B. You know Warren, and Goober, and Gomer, and Ernest T. But do you recall the most famous deputy of all? Barney the Mayberry Deputy Had a very shiny badge And when he cleaned his bullet He would use liquid pledge All of the other deputies Tried but it just wasn't the same They couldn't match old Barney Tiger Fife was his name Then one foggy Christmas Eve he came to say Barney with your build so right Won't you be our Santa tonight My how the folks there loved him Andy, Opie, Alien, Aunt B Barney the Mayberry Deputy You'll go down in history Barney the Mayberry Deputy You'll go down in history see you standing there. It's time for the annual tradition of a Fife before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas and all through Mayberry, not a creature was stirring from here to Mount Airy. The shotguns were hung in the rack with care. 
and hope that through peace they should remain there. The townspeople all were nestled in bed with thoughts of Floyd trimming the hairs off their head. Aunt B in her kitchen while all rest are slumber. I pray she's not making kerosene cucumbers. When out on the lawn arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, the sash I did pull it, I opened the shutters and got my one bullet. The tracks I detect upon newly fallen snow. I swear they weren't there just moments ago. When what to my wandering eyes do I see? A man with his rocks, oh my, Ernest T. What a crazy old man, lively and quick. But what's in his hand, oh my, it's a brick. More rapid than eagles, my voice did it rise. I need some more backup, time to deputize. Andy, now Goober, and Gomer, Aunt B. Floyd, Thelma Lou, and even Opie. To the front of the courthouse, and on up the wall. I've got new badges, shiny new ones for all. Like Mr. McBeeby, that old man did fly. Across the treetops and up to the sky. Up to the rooftop I went with my crew. I had my one bullet, knew what to do. Then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof, there was old Otis, sure enough, hundred proof. The noise from his nose made an interesting sound, somewhat reminiscent of eastbound and down. Loaded up and trucking. He was dressed all in rags, tattered with soot, and there were a lot of bottles laying there at his foot. His eyes were all glassy, dreary and distant. I demanded his help, I demanded this instant. <whistles> we gathered his stash, every last bottle. With focus, we threw them at Ernest, full throttle. Those bottles surprised him, he was taken aback. He dropped that big brick and rocks fell from his sack. He ran past the diner, the butcher, the deli. A laugh erupted from his big belly. Then Otis rose high and launched a full can. Like reindeer it flew till it hit that old man. The nut from the mountain fell with a thud. We nipped that old man's plans in the bud. And we heard him exclaim as he ran through the night, Merry Christmas to all, except you, Barney Fife. Well, I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. And remember, the reason for the season. Take care and God bless you. All I want for Christmas is a new bullet. A new bullet. Old Betsy here is getting a little worn out. Was the night before Christmas and all through Mayberry, this year's Santa would become legendary. A picture from Otis was hung up with care by the one of the rose which had won at the fair. The children had put up the last Christmas wreath. Opie and Mary Wiggins, who'd lost her front teeth, and Andy with no gun adorned his nightcap, just in case feuding families finally ended their scrap. When out on the street there came a great noise. Could it be Briscoe, Charlene, and the Darling Boys? It probably wasn't that nut named Bass. It didn't sound one bit like shattering glass. No snow, just a steady rain fell from the sky. It had rained every day since those gypsies came by. When up came a black Ford automobile with way yonder too much grease on the wheel. With a skinny little driver who still had no wife, he was known by such names as Fast Gun Fife. His car barely made it, slowly moving along. A mechanic named Pyle had told him all that was wrong. Needs points, needs plugs, needs new wires by gosh, and she could also really use a good wash. To the tailor's driveway, he parked right behind Mr. Tucker's big car, cause he changed his mind. He 
looked at the house and wished he could fly. Then a ladder next to the house caught his eagle eye. He'd climb up the ladder. Yep, that was the plan. It was left there by Wheeler, Aunt B's handyman. He knew how to enter a room with such ease. He taught Ernest T with full amenities. But on this special night, the door would not do. So down the chimney, the thin deputy flew. He was dressed in a uniform. Now what could be dumber? This night, I doubt he'd encounter Fred Plummer. His hair floyd had slicked down, but not a bit drippy, in case fingers ran through from a fun girl named Skippy. His hat held his ticket book just in case the governor's car was parked in the wrong place. The bullet in his pocket was shiny and neat, and if he should use it, watch out for your feet. When he sang, it just kind of made you sick, cause he couldn't sing, not one single lick. Even an old-fashioned recitation didn't work. After all, you can't make a bird go chirp, chirp. He had not an ounce of fat, which helped him hustle. He could eat all the cookies since they all went to muscle. He had little time and might get in a pinch, since a tightwad named Weaver might turn into the Grinch. He spoke not a word, there was much work to do, he still had to call Juanita and say toodaloo. For Opie, he left some shiny new skates, and a guitar, the kind that Lydia Crossweight hates. For Aunt B, he left 24 canning jars, more kerosene cucumbers for out-of-state cars. He left his friend Andy a hat and a tie, he'd never wear either, but he still had to try. And when he had finished, he went out the door. He'd saved enough time for just one thing more. To Thelma Lou's house, he now had to go for a pan of her fudge and that doctor show. He cranked up his car on the third or fourth try. On his cycle and sidecar, he could better rely. But I heard him exclaim as he drove through the mud, Merry Christmas to all. Now nip it in the bud. Heading Home for Christmas, 2006. The Newsom's pray that you and your family have a very merry Christmas. Mayberry is a lot like Christmas. Both are about friends and family. We hope the road from the fishing hole leads everyone home to you safe and sound. We're heading home for Christmas. I got a story I'm gonna tell y'all today. It's a special story, and it ain't lying about it neither. I'm gonna tell you just like it was. Guess what? Old Fetches can read. That's right. It's out. It's out. I can read, but I can't read without glasses. Right here. All right. I called it. It was the night. Before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas, and out in the yard there was a chicken pecking on the ground pretty hard. 
Now, we'd already hung her stockings up at the long branch up high in hopes that old Sandy Claus, well, he just might drop by. The young'uns was all snuggled, tight in their beds, cause they knew if they get out, the days are whooping ahead. Well, I was in my long johns and old Ruth was in her winter jacket when we was jolted to wake my terrible racket. I ran out the door and into the night with gun in my hand, I was ready for a fight. I tripped over an old duck and she screamed out a quack. And right over yonder, flight on his back lay old Doc Adams, out like a light. I ran over to his side, I said, Doc, you all right? And not a peep, did he utter my fidgety old scudder. To see if and he was a breathing, I leaned over close to take a listen. But I couldn't hear nothing on account of that ground-pecking chicken. He popped open his eyeballs and popped to, hopped to his feet, said, get out of my way. Then he let out a long bleat, like a sheep. I asked him what for, he said, doesn't matter. And I had to, right then I had to run back inside because I, I got a weak bladder. When I came back out, I couldn't believe my eyeballs. I said, what in tarnation is that? Because I couldn't think of anything that rhymed with eyeballs. Old Doc hopped up on his sled, overloaded with toys. He pulled by eight puny sheep, and they was making all kind of noise. I stuck my head in the water trough way down deep cause I wasn't for sure but thought I might still be asleep. That old sawbones, he spit, he whistled and hollered. He yelled out the names that was on them sheep's collars. Now Skeeter, now Elmer, now Jasper, Jethro, on Cletus, on Wilbur. On Moses and Roscoe, they took to pulling that sled hard up the hill. When they reached the top, they ran over Granny Steele. Now she started cussing and shooting at old Doc and his team, and I think she might have winged him because he kind of let out a, a girlish scream. He yelled at those sheep, something fierce, I do declare. Then, all of the died blame sudden, they was flying in the air. That's right, I ain't lying, I ain't. They landed on a house, a fur piece down the road. So I hopped on old Ruth and down the road I go. I got to the house in about half a minute. I grabbed the front door, pulled, and went in it. Inside, old Doc was moving fast, just like a bee, putting toys in stockings and up under the tree. From his hat, 
to his toes, he was all dressed in red. Doc Adams is Sandy Claus. I thought in my head, he was smiling and laughing and so full of good cheer. He ain't usually like that unless he drinks a whole lot of little beers. And just like that, when his work was all done, he was up through that chimney like being shot from a gun. He jumped back in his sleigh and took off again in flight, shouting, Merry Christmas to all and to fastest. In the head, you ain't right. Died. I died blame old Scudder. Couldn't help himself but start another fight. But I just let it go. Let it go, let it go. And said, well, it's all right. I walked my mule back to my little one-room shack. My heart was so full of joy and goodwill towards my feller man. I just stopped on that road, very still. I did stand, thinking, that the reason for Christmas wasn't just toys and fun. The real reason was because God sent us His Son, born to die on the cross for our sin. Born in a stable because there weren't no room at the end. Believe in Him and ask Him into your heart. He'll make you brand spanking new and give you a fresh start. Christmas happened because God loves everyone. And you can show your love for Him by telling people about His Son. Jesus. Jesus is what it's all about. Christmas ain't about nothing else except the birth of the baby Jesus, Savior of the world. The only hope that there is for mankind the truth right there, the gospel. Now, I hope you and yours have a Merry Christmas. The Mayberry Courthouse is looking forward to hosting Henry Bennett for a no-cost 14-day social distancing stay with room and board. In no time, we'll all be out of the lockup and shaking hands and coming into rooms nice again because we know that Henry's wanted, yeah, he's wanted this Christmas season for isolation to flatten the curve while spreading Christmas cheer. Henry will enjoy spending the Christmas holiday with Andy, Barney, Opie, Aunt B, Ellie, and Ben Weaver over at the courthouse. Merry Christmas from Alan, Jan, <laughs> you know, and Henry. We'll soon be spending time with folks and living life, but let's not forget to keep things easy and slow while remembering the important things. God bless you and yours. 
Oh, and have a Mayberry New Year. Let's looky-loo and see who's setting with Thumaloo-hoo. It's Ben the Grinch and a pup named Blue, too. Ben the Grinch, with his heart much too small to be Santa Claus or to be jolly at all. But who can resist Thumaloo-hoo with her kind, thoughtful heart and her eyes shining through? Her smile welcomed the Grinch, or maybe her warm, loving spirit. As she spoke to him, then the Grinch began to get it. The Mayberry spirit tugged at his heart as two sizes it grew. His chest swelled with love for the town and for Blue, too. Santa Claus is real, if you're a believer. If you still have doubts, just look to Ben Weaver. Merry Christmas. You don't get a speeding ticket. What a nip it, boy! Nip it!
family. of friends for life. Carols around the tree. wonderful year at our house and we're thankful for all of those who have crossed our paths. We pray that the coming year brings you an abundance of joy, happiness, and love. Merry Christmas from Alan, Jan, and Adam. I was watching an old Andy Griffith show the other day and notice how the people of Mayberry were celebrating Christmas. 
I got to thinking, what does Christmas really mean today? Is it any different now than it was in the small town where I grew up? Watching Andy and Opie did bring back some very special memories. You see, my hometown was a lot like Mayberry. My dad used to joke that we were so small that welcome to and hurry back was on the same sign. I think small towns were a lot different than the big cities, especially at Christmas time. For instance, all the stores waited until after Thanksgiving before they decorated for Christmas. When I was a kid, the town folks hung green garlands and striped candy canes from light poles. <laughs> Even the red, yellow, and green of our one traffic light seemed to be part of the festive decor. I remember all the fancy flickering lights that were strung along the storefronts and the display windows that were filled with boxes wrapped as gifts and lots of stuffed Santas. We chopped down our own Christmas tree in the pasture nearby. We drug it home and helped Dad make our own stand. You know, we had so much fun when our grandparents helped us make multicolored paper chains and popcorn strings to put on the tree. Most of our ornaments, of course, were handmade at school or church. Our family only had one string of lights, but all the bulbs lit up every year. My mama made cakes, pies, and cookies, <laughs> and no matter what room you're in, there was that aroma of those soon-to-be-enjoyed goodies. We had eggnog, and there was the wonderful smell of spiced apple cider. That's the kind of stuff Aunt B would have made. Looking back, we didn't have much, but we didn't know it. Oh, we didn't have a fireplace, by the way, but Santa always found a way in. Church was the second home for small town folks, but at Christmas time, it became the focus. And every church had a Christmas play. Now, all the kids wanted to be Mary, Joseph, or the three wise men, <laughs> or a camel. Oh, it was just great fun. One of my favorite memories was when families gathered together, put on their warmest coats, caps, and mittens, and roamed the streets singing Christmas carols. Like Andy, Opie, and Barney most likely did, people in my hometown shared gifts and baskets of food with the neighbors that might not have as much as they did. Our sheriff even let some of the people we called guests of the county go home on Christmas Eve. But if my memory serves me, when I was young, the holiday season was really more about giving, not about getting, which made it more about doing for others than buying for others. You see, that was the small town way. And in my hometown, or any town like Mayberry, there seemed to be more emphasis on the reason for the season. Yes, we should remember the good times. The giving and receiving of gifts, the laughter, the merriment, but we should also stop and remember that we're celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So, Merry Christmas from me, Andy, and Opie.
And what do you remember about actually singing away in a manger? Well, the few days before, several, well, a week before, I guess, during rehearsal for another show, we had gone um, to a recording studio to play the track for it, and I was terribly nervous. And I, you, many of you have heard the story before. Um, and there was no reason for me to be nervous because I had sung the song many, many times. But I was. I, did, I didn't like singing in front of people. I certainly didn't like being recorded. So, um, came to the studio. We tried to run at once and my voice cracked and broke and I nearly panicked and got all teary. And, uh, and he got me a glass of water and he said, well, what, you know, there's no hurry here. We're just going to sit around. So he said, come and sit down here on the floor. And there was a little riser in the, in the recording studio. He said, well, just sit down here and I'm just going to play it and we'll just sing through it a few times until you're comfortable and then we'll record it later. I said, okay. He said, I think, I think the key is okay for you, so we're going to do this. And he started playing. He said, when you feel like it, just, just hum along with me and that'll warm your voice. And so I'm like, hmm, 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 And he nodded his head and started to sing. And then we did, ended up doing three choruses of it. And uh, when it was finished, I thought we were going to stand up and stand in front of the microphones, which were all up above. Uh, and he said, well, I'll see you tomorrow on the set. And I said, well, aren't we going to record it? And he said, we already have. <laughs> so he had, uh, you know, given a cue like that, and they recorded the rehearsals, and that's what that was. And it was a wonderful, wonderful, kind and gentle way of doing it. And that's why there's so much relaxation in my voice. A wonderful thing, yeah, really is. It was really nice. Christmas, everybody. Have a great Christmas and a happy new year. 
from us here at Two Chairs and this special word as well. Well, the happy holiday season's with us again. And I think it certainly is a wonderful thing that this station is playing so much of that nice Christmas music. This is Andy Griffith, and if I may, I'd like to join in with all the folks here in wishing you and your family the very fondest in Christmas greetings and a sincere wish that the new year brings you all you hope for. Good night, everybody.